Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. Join us as we interview experts who share their knowledge and experience to provide actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelly and Toby live every Wednesday on YouTube or Facebook. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm the host, Shelly Carney. And I'm the co-host, Toby Yunus. Thanks for joining us today. I do want to make a couple of special announcements. First of all, if you get the opportunity before you leave today, please like our program. YouTube likes it. YouTube and Facebook like it when you like our program. Share with your family, your friends, your neighbors, your business associates, the entirety of your social networks so that we can grow the channel. And finally, if you are not already a subscriber, this would be the ideal time to subscribe to our channel uh, that way you'll be, every time we go live, you'll be immediately informed and as a result in the know. And if you if you hadn't had the experience of this last year, you would know that it's important to be in the know. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, for those of you that are big fans, we we'll want you to let you know that the Super Chat light is lit. Uh, if you're not sure about Super Chat or what it is, just go down to the bottom of your comments window. You'll see a stylized but grayed out dollar sign. Click on that dollar sign and the good folks at YouTube uh, will walk you through making a contribution to our little project here. We're very happy with it and we'd be happy if you do that. I do want have, have uh, one special announcement to make. You know that our other book is already pu- published. Removes. Don't hit that. Oh, no, I don't want to hit that. I want to hit this. There you go. Uh, this is our new book. Uh, it is going to be on Amazon. Oh, let me take that out. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's going to be available on Amazon. Live cast life. Monday. The content creator lifestyle. I like these things where you talk and then I talk and then we talk like we get the. Well, you know, people on the podcast can't see the picture. So. Oh, you're right. It's our new book cover that we're showing and I'm on it holding a phone and on the phone is a picture of Toby taking a picture of me. We did that all ourselves. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a pretty cool. Yep. And it's all about the live cast lifestyle. So check it out. All right. That's all the way I have an announcement. So I'll put some of that. You can uh, find our books at a, uh, books.agkmedia.studio. I will post that in the chat room so that you guys can and see it. And it's in the crawl. And I'm going to bring in our guest. Yay. Our guest today is Barbara Portsline. She's an organizational intuitive and she's... Uh, She's always there whenever I'm going through some change in my life and and offering me good advice. So um, I'm excited to have her here today to share her wonderful advice with our audience. This should be a good conversation. Hello, Barbara. Hello. When you said I'm always there, I was thinking like kind of like that person you want to get rid of and you're like, they're always there. I keep turning around and they're always there. And I'm like, oh, great, Shelly. This is starting out great. But then you said something so sweet. So... I am super excited to be here with both of you today. Well, we're happy to have you as well. Uh, We're going to get started with your story. So just tell us about yourself and your business and why you chose that kind of a business to be in. Ah, that's a great, oh gosh, there's so much. Okay, so a little bit about me. I grew up in the East Coast. I have, um, I worked in a gazillion different places and for a gazillion different bosses, and I was always miserable. And that is actually why I started my company. So my company's called Organizational Rebel, and it really is about um, doing things different, doing things outside of the box, not doing things because they've always been done that way. And I had, you know, I had real bad experiences with super crazy bosses. And I, when I was working years and years ago, I just would say like, does it have to be this way? You know, I take these jobs thinking I was going to learn something. I was going to work with an amazing person. And then what would happen is I'd wind up having to take care of them, um, being beat up at work if I didn't answer calls after after hours, um, just a lot of dysfunctional stuff, which um, if any of you have ever worked for anybody in your entire life, you probably can relate to the idea of a workplace being like a dysfunctional family. And that's what it felt like. So I wanted to do things different, started my company. Mm -hmm. 
And you, you work hard to be a functional family in your business? <laughs> um, oh, that's a really good question. A functional family. I don't even know what the hell a functional family is. I don't know if you do. Toby, have you ever had seen a functional family before? No, mine have always been functional in the sense that they were dysfunctional. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, we work real hard. Um, and I will tell you, it took took a long time. So, you know, when I started my company, I started by trial and error. I had no idea what I was doing. I, um, I didn't know how to price things. I didn't know how to not be the lowest paid person in my, in my company. I didn't know how to manage people. So it was pretty dysfunctional for a while. And over the years after I finally realized, you know, I can't figure it all out on my own. I do need some help with some of the things I have been able, and I say this knock on uh, metal or wood or whatever's around here, but I have been able to have an amazing team that really does good work and really cares. So I think we're as functional as we've ever been. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, we, as a world, as members of humanity, uh, have spent the last two years dealing with a lot of different things. And as a result, it's changed our perspective on a lot of different things from uh, personal to uh, business to family life, et cetera. Our, our question for you is, what have you learned about digital marketing in the past two years? It's a great question. Um, what I have learned is that people are really craving connection. And I, and I don't know if it's just through the pandemic and uh, I mean, everything has shifted so much, but right now people are craving connection and they are ignoring noise. So when you talk about digital marketing, I think a lot of times in the past, people have just been like putting their stuff out there, like buy my crap, buy my crap, buy my crap. And all of us are just like, I don't want to hear about you and your crap anymore. I really, and, and, you know, of course that's something I would say. And it's, it's what I'm seeing is people really want connection. They want value. They want someone that cares. They don't need someone who's perfect, who has that like severe haircut and that really nice suit and, you know, looks great on social media or digital media or out there, but really has no substance. So it, I'm feeling like people are really poking now to find out, are you the real deal or are you just a show? You know, that's interesting because that stimulates a, a thought, as you mentioned it, when people uh, are considering one of the, their values is the ability for connection. They're not looking for connection with McDonald's. They're looking for connection with another individual who can provide them value. And I think that's a great opportunity for small business owners, one person businesses, uh, to start evolving into from where they were, I worked for a corporation, to where they want to be, I have my own business. I think that's a very positive uh, uh, positive effect of what we've been dealing with in the past two years. Shelly? Well, let's uh, get out the crystal ball and the tarot cards and, and find out from Barbara, how will digital marketing for entrepreneurs and small business owners change in the next 12 months? All right. The crystal ball. You know, I think I'm super psychic. I mean, mm -hmm. I know I am. And, and of course I say think. So um, over the next 12 months, I am feeling like we are actually going to go back to some old school methods. You know, there's been such a push on social media and doing the TikTok challenges and, you know, going out there and showing all your beautiful pictures on Instagram and all of this. And honestly, I, I feel like we're going to go back to some of the old school. I, I don't think video is ever going to die. I do think video is real important, but also things like radio, TV. I think we're going to go back to, um, I hate to say it, but mail, like, like in the, you know, in the, out there in the box, you know, real mail, like sending people a plant, you know, things like they used to do in the old school, stopping by. So I don't know if it's really, you know, I don't know if you call that digital, but I see a shift because again, I think that people are really looking for heart to heart connection with real humans, not movie stars, if that makes any sense. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. And what we've learned from uh, Shelley's partner, Jen, is that if it's, it may not be directly digital marketing, uh, snail mail versus email, but there are things in place now for us that we didn't have even as, as little as five years ago that enable that process of sending someone a plant or sending someone you know, a group of people snail mail. That makes it all easier so you can leverage digital advancements in marketing to use them for more personal communication. So that's a, that's a, there's a show in that someplace. <laughs> I'm all for like, let's switch it. Let's just do it yeah. live now. Yeah. <laughs> the new is the old and the old is the new. Yep. So uh, with all that in mind, and again, pulling out your uh, crystal ball, uh, what do you see as the most prominent obstacle that small business owners are going to have to overcome in the next 12 months to realize some kind of success? Um. Well, to realize some, repeat the question one more uh, time. <laughs> what, what's the most prevalent obstacle? And, and we're, we're small business owners, you and us. Mm -hmm. What's the most prevalent uh, obstacle that people like us are going to face in the next 12 months when it comes to digital marketing? Okay. So when it comes to digital marketing, I think there is... It's really more of a mindset and a belief. I think there's a belief that you have to spend a lot of money on digital marketing in order to get out there and to build your following or your audience or clients. And I think that folks give up too soon. They're not consistent with marketing and they feel like if they don't have enough um money invested that it's going to be a failure and so they don't try. So I would say it's really more about mindset and internal belief because you'll see all these people that are saying, you know, you have to spend $50,000 on Facebook ads in order to get anyone to see you now because there's so much out there or you have to do TV or you know all this stuff and I think sometimes that gives us that paralysis, you know, analysis paralysis or whatever you want to call it where we just don't do anything, and it's because of our own beliefs. I think if you're consistent, if you look at what value can you provide to one person at a time, it will help grow your business. You know, uh, as uh, over the years, I've paid a lot of attention to what the Sandler Sales Institute says about marketing and sales. And one of the things that, that they still say that I heard back in the 2000s, but they still say is 80% of the business is going to come from the 20% of your customers yeah. that feel like they have a connection with you. And so it doesn't take a lot, right? It doesn't take a lot of effort to get those 20% of your customers that feel like they have some kind of connection uh, with you. Shelly? That's right. 100 true fans or 1,000 true fans, depending on the size of your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you, I was having a conversation with someone earlier today a lot of times we get all, um, some people get all like, I don't know, they get all caught up in the big names. And, you know, like I said before, the severe haircut and the really nice suit and the marketing. And it's like, sometimes you need someone that's literally going to sit with you across, across a table and open up a laptop and actually work with you instead of just give you all of this like, you know, prepackaged automated class and all this fancy stuff. And I really believe that the people that are authentic, that make mistakes, that, you know, do interviews like this and say stupid things in the middle or, you know, they blow their nose and it's all over the place. And they're like, oh, you know, that actually makes you human. That's what people are looking for. They're not looking for you know, the pre-packaged, pre-programmed, four-step process that doesn't flip and work unless you have a million dollars and a huge team. And we've taken, that's actually interesting advice because in the book that's our new book, the one that comes out next week, that's the advice we took. It was more important for us to get the content out there for people to take advantage of than to spend time making sure it was absolutely perfect and reviewed by 10 editors before you got it out. We tell people in the front of the book, this thing isn't perfect. You know, we do. Oh, <laughs> don't half ass it, Shelly. You've got to half well, ass it. That's my motto for 2022. It's a, it's a, it's not perfect. 
because pandemic. I don't know. <laughs> so because we did it ourselves. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the foundations of a business for those people who are just starting out brand new entrepreneurs and business owners. What are the things that they're going to need to get into place first thing uh, before they can move on? Uh, you probably hear this from lots of folks. And I know from being on some of your other podcasts, it's really having clarity on who your ideal client is and the one result you help them with. So being, you know, there's so many different options and there's so many different ways you can go. And a lot of times we want to be a jack of all trades and that's not the way to go. It's figuring out who really lights your soul on fire. Who are those people that you see on your calendar and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to meet with Shelly today. She's amazing. She's my favorite. She brightens up my day. You know, that's it. figuring out who those people are, their demographics, their psychographics, the hot buttons, the things that keep them up at night. And then what is the one result that you can help them with that they will pay for? And have a lot of clarity around that. A lot of us say, oh, well, I transform people's lives. That's great. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> so, you know, do people wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, I need my life transformed? No, <laughs> they wake up in the middle of the night saying, holy shit, I can't, oh, holy whatever, I can't it's be myself. Okay. It's adult. <laughs> um, you know, but that's what they, you know, so figuring out what is that one thing that's going to help your clients. Then start your marketing campaign. Because if you don't know that, you're just, you know, throwing spaghetti against the wall, hoping that something will stick and you're using that spray and pray method and it doesn't work. So uh, with that in mind, because I think that's a good introduction to uh, what the question we're about to ask, tell us a story about something that you've learned because of the pandemic. Uh, tell us a story <laughs> about something that you've learned from working with a recent client. Ah, let's see. Um what have I learned from working with a recent client? I think the biggest piece that I've learned from all of my clients is when their mindset isn't in it, nothing works. And it you can have the best plan in the world. You can have the best coach, mentor, strategist in the world helping you. But if your, you know, S-H-I-T sits in, I have, killed, I have kids, so I don't know the right way to do it. But if that sets in and it doesn't matter if you have everything together, it, it, it's not going to go. And so a big part of it is mindset. And, you know, you said earlier that I'm a business strategist and organizational intuitive. And it sounds a little bit strange, but and the thing that's, that is my gift is that I can see some of that stuff that prevents people from moving forward. And, um, you know, I always say people don't pay me to be their friend. They pay me to help grow their business. Uh -huh. So I call people out on that because I, I don't want, I don't want to work with somebody that isn't able to move forward if their mindset isn't aligned. And that's what I have seen a lot over the pandemic because people have been hit over the head. It's like, this isn't working. This isn't working. This isn't working. And so they sit there and feel like, oh, I just can't do it anymore. And all this. And it's like, you know, this is the time where you have to figure out a different way and move forward, but you have to be in alignment. And what Barbara is suggesting is that is this is not crystal ball kind of stuff. It's no. not that she's some sort of, you know, magician. She can talk to you for 10 minutes and give you a sense of what you're dealing with in terms of mindset. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen because of the way she teaches, you can see that. Uh, and I think it's important for entrepreneurs like ourselves, like Barbara, to be able to recognize if someone else is telling you that. Uh, the value in what they're saying and to take action upon it rather than saying, I, I don't see it because your first reaction is going to be, oh, no, that's not what's happening to me. If someone else sees it, someone else has the courage and and the trust uh, to tell you that you should take that advice and act upon it. Shelly. That's right. I would. Well, I did. I did. 
here's <laughs> here's my person that tells me when where my mindset is and how it needs to change. Here's what we're gonna do next. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to all do it. Like I do it too. You know, I I sometimes get these uh, points. Like I did, I did last week. You know, I've been doing all this work in Hawaii and. Um, I've been getting all these different messages and things have been coming to me and I get caught between my human and my ego and what the messages are, what, you know, my intuition is, what my gut says. And sometimes I need to call someone and say like, Hey, you know, I need you to look at this from a different perspective because I'm not moving forward. I'm feel like I'm stuck and there's a disconnect and, and sometimes just having anyone that's an outsider, you just have to be open to hearing it. I think that's the big thing. We don't have it all figured out. None of us do. If we did, we'd be, I mean, I don't know what you'd be doing, but I'd be somewhere else. I mean, I'd be with you guys, of course, but I would be somewhere else. <laughs> so it's really important to get that and to have someone around you that can just tell you the real deal, uh -huh. to help you get clarity. Yeah. Certainly what I rely upon you for. Clarity, yeah. I mean, yeah, we definitely need that. And sometimes it does take a, a third party to look at what you're doing and say, well, pff, obviously you're doing this and you need to fix that. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let's get into websites. How does a website affect your marketing? Such a great question. I think for websites... I don't know. I, I'm a little bit um, biased, I guess. You can have the prettiest website in the world. <laughs> Same thing as the suit and the severe haircut. Like you can have it all looking beautiful with like the little graphics going down the side and the big flowers or the, you know, all of this stuff. But again, if you don't have anything to back it up, you're still not going to be successful in business. I think what happens is folks say, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to go get a logo. I'm going to get business cards. I'm going to get this beautiful website. And it's like, dude, you have no clients. Like you've just spent, you know, $5,000, $10,000 on all this stuff and you have no clients. It's not, it's not sustainable. It's not great. However, if you choose to have a website, I think it's really important that the website be about your ideal client, not about you. And I learned this from one of my coaches and mentors, how important it is, because most of us say like, this is Barbara's website. Here's Barbara. Here's Barbara swimming. Here's Barbara working with people. Here's Barbara happy. And it's like, I'm in crisis. I am losing my house, losing my business. I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. I don't want to see beautiful Barbara with all this stuff. I want the first thing on the website to speak to me as the ideal client. I want it to say, you know, are you ready to finally live the life that you want? Yes, I am. Are you ready to finally have a sustainable business? Yes. That's what I want to see, not beautiful Barbara and flowers. <laughs> I could talk about websites forever, so I'm just going to cut it there. No, that's good. And and we're going to be taking a look at Barbara's website towards oh, the end of the program so that you can see that. And, uh, I did mine. Point out all the flowers. No, I mean, look at, so I, I think it's important as long as we're, we're uh, doing this, I think it's important. That's mm -hmm. the front page on Barbara's website. And so she, it talks to them, right? Yeah, right. It, it gets right to their point. So we're going to take a uh, a look at that a, a little bit later when we get towards the uh, end of the show. So we have learned over the past, I'm going to say 10 years minimum, the value of uh, social media and how you play into it. And then we had the experience of, yeah, but really, we're, we're left us uncertainty uh, in some state of uncertainty about whether it's valued or not. And then, of course, then we have the issue associated with advertising on social media. What role does social media play uh, in digital marketing or marketing for any individual business? So the great answer, it depends, right? I spent a lot of time getting clients from social media a few years ago, and it was about me just talking my story, my authentic self. And I would just say, you know, this was my life. This is what happened to me. This is what's going on for me. And then people would just message me and say, are you talking to me? Like, are this post really spoke to me. And it's like, yes, let's connect. And then 
when I shifted my business to work more, I still work with individual business owners, but I also work more with corporations and nonprofits and education and larger businesses. I realized that my clients are not scrolling social media all day. They're mm -hmm. actually running companies. So for us, and I can only talk, I, I mean, each person is different, but for our, my company right now, our social media presence is really about just having a presence, just like the website. If someone right. wants to find us, they know how to find us on social media. We have a presence, an amazing social media marketing uh, manager who's helping me now. And so she's really helping keep up that presence. However, again, my clients aren't scrolling all day. They're actually running their businesses. So it's not as effective in my world mm -hmm. that makes any sense for yeah. you. I, I think it makes sense when people see their social media platforms, whatever they choose, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, we could go through the list, that what it generates is some sort of stimulus, right? So, so that the, the people react to it in a way that says, I saw your post. I'm not spending any time on your Facebook page, but I saw a post that showed up here and this is important to me right now and, and begin the process of engagement. So I think that's a key with social media and you don't have to do a lot of work, but people that are business people that are spending hours every day working on their social media uh, pages are wasting, not wasting time. It's, it's not wasted, but they could use that time in another way that would be more valuable for them. So we, uh, we use email marketing by sending out a newsletter every week. Um, but what do you feel is the best way to use email marketing effectively? Personally, I think segmenting your list and really selectively emailing folks based on their interest and the things that they've opened and really doing um, some analytics on your email is it has been the most effective for us. Um, nurturing campaigns where you provide value, I feel like that has been really effective. So I'll have people on my, I have people on my email list that have never purchased anything, have never, have never responded to anything and will do some email marketing. And then all of a sudden they'll sign up for something or they'll respond. I also, I will tell you, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the nine word email. You can Google it. It's my favorite email in the entire world. It's basically nine words. And I don't know if this is exactly nine, but it's around this. It's like, Barbara, you know, are you still interested in getting more clients? That's it for the email. So you're asking a question that goes again to your ideal client and the one result they want because my clients need more clients. So those are the kinds of emails that I actually get the most response from. So if you Google nine word email, you can, you can, you know, if you're a weight loss coach, you know, Barbara, are you still looking to lose that 50 pounds or whatever? And people answer those and then you start the conversation. So that's been really successful for us. So every six months or so I send out one of those. That's interesting. It's almost like a post, a social media post, but you're emailing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Good idea. If you guys Google, I'm not going to show you on here because it would take away from the show, but if you guys Google nine word email marketing, there's pages of information, including <laughs> videos on YouTube that would be very helpful. So Barbara, you know, if we haven't told you, you're aware that we're big fans of content creation uh, and distribution. And we use it in a lot of different ways from doing this show and distributing it to different platforms to producing our books. What role does content creation and distribution play in digital marketing success? So if you actually pull the trigger and get it out there, it can be a big success. If you spend years creating content and never sharing it because you're waiting for it to be perfect, right. waiting for that book to be perfect, um, you might as well close up your doors now because people are not going to wait for you. So right. yes, if you're if you actually are an implementer, a trigger puller, a fire person, get it out. And yes, it can be huge. And you all know that. I mean, you are the experts in that area for sure. Well, we I think we enjoy it and we uh, enjoy seeing the results of our effort. You know, uh, a, a classic example is the Women in Podcasting book that we published as a result of going to a, 
national sized event, interviewing people there, turning it into podcast and then turning it into a book. So we're, we're big fans of it. The content, I guess I, I should tell you from our experience, the content doesn't necessarily have to be book sized. Shelly on, uh, in our yesterday's email, our, our weekly email shared with uh, our email subscribers, a, I'd call it a pamphlet, 10 page, 11 page pamphlet. Oh, the guide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On content distribution and marketing. And so it doesn't have to be a book size thing. You can sit down with, if you guys haven't realized yet, Shelly is the writer person in our team. I'm the talker person. She writes really, really well, and it flows once she gets started. So she can produce these things very quickly, make them available on our, um, uh, in our weekly email, and people can download them and put them to immediate use. And it's not a book. It's 11 pages worth of solid, actionable information. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you have not yet been on our email list to get these freebies, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you could sign up at news.agkmedia.studio and get started. So um, I was just wanting to say that we combine social media and uh, content uh, in, in the way that um, what we've done is Toby has a show that he does that he started on teaching photography. And he did it because he was inspired by a group that he belongs to. Uh, and there's a lot of people in there who are at a place in their life where they have a great cell phone that they take photos with, but they're thinking, I might want to get a camera, but then I had, what do I need? I need a camera. I need lights. I need the set. I need all this stuff. And I don't have the knowledge to do that. So he decided, well, let's, bring people over that bridge. Let's provide that bridge for those people who are graduating from a cell phone to a camera and answer those questions that we're seeing in the group. So he just takes the questions right out of the group that people are asking on social media in their Facebook group. And we answer those in our content. So that's a great way to use social media to provide uh, that content piece for your marketing. In case you're wondering whether or not I'm a marketing genius, <laughs> what she just said <clears throat> was all her ideas. I was just playing around with photography. And she <laughs> came back and started, no, you need to do, you need to identify your audience. Who's your audience, you know, starting with the basics and then gets it out to, well, then here's, here's what we're going to do. This was, man, man, man. <laughs> I bet you were wondering that, Toby. I think everyone was wondering if you were the marketing genius. No, no, I am not. I'm the marketing uh, do, you know, I can run. Well, I don't like to waste time. So let's have some answers and some yeah. clarity. That's my, that's my goal. Well, what the funny, the funniest thing that she does is we'll be doing a show and I'm yapping at the camera and she's over there making notes. Where's that last set of notes that you gave me? She's making notes. And then at the end of the show, she slides them over the desk to me. And it's like, no, you need to be doing this and this. And I can't understand your writing, but I'll be happy to. <laughs> Love it. So. So we've learned a lot from our digital marketing friends. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about uh, networking and live events. Um, they are starting to come back. Yeah, but uh, people are still a lot of people are still afraid or not wanting to, uh, you know, take the chance of uh, rescheduling travel and then having it get canceled again. Uh, so what are some alternatives that we can follow through on? I know you've done a lot of networking online and you, you do a lot of work online. So what are some of those things that that can bring people together um, that are a good substitute for that face-to-face. -face. Definitely a thousand more Zoom meetings a day would be like, that would just make me so happy because I just love it. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I don't know. Most people don't remember. There's a thing called the telephone that folks don't use anymore. Like we text people to find out if we can call them and just weird stuff genuine conversations with real humans and adding value. One thing I did during the pandemic was every day I woke up and I and I just said, who's the first person that pops in my head and what value can I give to that person today? And it doesn't matter if it was a Facebook friend that I've never met in person, if it was someone I knew for forever, just the first person that popped in my head and I would reach out to them 
whichever way I could. So some people actually dialed, I mean, it's not dialed, but push buttons for the phone and called them. Other folks was a message on Facebook Messenger. That has been huge. The other thing that I love, I don't know if you're familiar with the app Marco Polo. There's a free version of it, but it's like, um, it's a video app. So there's many different kinds. There's like WhatsApp, which I can never figure out. Um, Voxer, which didn't work for me, but Marco Polo, I really like. So it's a video and I just make videos for people and say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. And then they can watch it while you're doing it. And you can, you know, you can go back and forth and that's been really great. And then I also use dub there's program dub and there's one loom and some other video programs and you can record a video message for folks and just sending that in an email or in a facebook or in a text and just let people know you're thinking about them so that has been really successful for me and it does not have to be people i know well i mean there i i'm one of those weird people where I, all of a sudden, I like see someone on Facebook that I'm Facebook friends with and has have never met, and I send them a message. I'm like, I really feel like I can help you on this, or some, you know, I don't want anything. I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for any more friends. I got a lot going on in my world, and I feel called to reach out to somebody. And so I just say, if you feel called to reach out to somebody, do it. I like that idea. I've learned from my uh, children, my adult children, that. If I call them, it is 90% probability they're not going to answer the phone, not because it's me, but because they don't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. um, they'll <laughs> wait for the text to come in. So what I very found very useful is uh, at, at a minimum, if you call, don't get a response, leave a voicemail and don't make it a guilt trippy voicemail. <laughs> you know, just like, hey, um, yeah, I think I'm on the last legs of my life and I need to hear from you. It, it's uh, I haven't, you know, just calling to say hi, wondering what you guys are up to. Uh, let me know, give me a call back or, you know, but it, it doesn't have to be that guilt trippy thing, but you can do that with clients as well. And I've seen them do it when I'm visiting with them on the East Coast. They'll get either business, you know, work calls or business calls. The work calls, they let go to voicemail and then they answer them in a group. And then the business calls, they take right away if they can, you know, if they're client calls uh, because they all have uh, clients through their businesses. So. Let me give you one more tip. If you're Go an introvert and you don't actually want anyone to answer the phone, you can also get programs. There's a program called Slide Dial where you can leave a voicemail on someone's cell phone without it ringing. So just think about that. Like you want to check in with somebody and you're like, oh, I don't want to call them. There's so much anxiety with picking up an actual phone. And what if they answer? And what am I going to say? Or, mm -hmm. It's like you can record a message. You can record it 18 times if you want to and then just shoot it over. I think it's like $10 for 100 voicemails or something. And you can um, do that. So that's another option. So uh, one uh, we always we always look at it from the proactive perspective, what we do in terms of digital marketing. But as long as I've been, the decades that I've been in digital marketing, clients will say, how do I get, they call it publicity, right? How do I get podcasts and blogs and online magazines to notice me? And the only thing that's changed is all of those went from analog media, paper, to uh, digital marketing. What do you recommend to people who ask you, how can I get some publicity, some attention? I always say the best thing to do is get in front of other people's audiences for sure. So there are tons. I mean, if you do a search, I had my team do a search of all women entrepreneur podcasts and how to apply and put it in a spreadsheet. I mean, it's not it's not that hard to find people that want guests as long as you're somewhat interesting uh -huh. and you have a following. Uh -huh. So um there are, I mean, there are Facebook groups where you can get on people's podcasts. I don't know, podcast guest connection, podcast guest experts. Those are two of them. Uh, there is a great Facebook group, Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs, something like that. There's a gazillion people in there always looking for podcast guests. But the idea is not just going on everything. And I think that that's the problem. Someone says, I want to get out there. I want publicity. I'm going to uh -huh. go on everything. You want to get in front of other people's audiences that have your ideal client. Otherwise, it's a waste of your time to, I mean, it, it's good. You can still, you know, show links and show you've been on things, 
However, it's really about if you're looking for leads for your business, you want to get in front of people that have similar target audiences that you do. So mm -hmm. those are just some things I would do. You all probably know this a lot more than I do because this is what you do. I'd right. Uh, I was going to suggest we, uh, we've told you in the past that the product that we use for our live stream is called StreamYard. Yep. They have a Facebook page. And I spend a lot of time on that Facebook page looking for questions to answer that I can do so credibly so I can start a conversation with someone else who's using StreamYard in the hopes that they'll recognize there's some value and everybody is always looking for guests. Uh, the Roadcaster group is the same place. Our, our soft, our, I mean, our uh, sound uh, platform here. Uh, I'm in that group. And if you just answer questions politely, um, people will recognize that you uh, bring uh, value uh, to what they're doing and would invite you. That we do belong. We do have accounts in both Pod Booker and Pod Match. Match. And if you register in there as an expert, there are other people that are doing the same thing. You may be able to find guests for your show. But as a matter of fact, Shelly's doing one this afternoon. Um, she's been invited to speak on someone else's uh, podcast. And um, that came through Pod. That's Ty. Yeah, we met through him on Podmatch. Yeah. 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 So. But, you know, um, I also found out because uh, Jen <clears throat> uses Captivate for her hosting of her podcast. And they are offering now... Uh, to meet other podcasters through Captivate. So oh. the podcast host itself is, is like, okay, well, we might as well do this too. So <laughs> yeah, when it comes to podcasting, uh, I, I, when people say podcasting, it is a 50% probability they're talking about live streaming to podcasting. But uh, one of the big conversations in the podcasting community is the acquisition of guests. How do I get guests? And how do I become a guest on someone else's program? Uh, so we rely on personal contact. You can see uh, that it's obvious that we have a personal relationship, a business-based personal relationship with Barbara. She'll come on our show um, and we would go on her show uh, because we're friends. Yeah, you know, so we would. When you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I don't got no time for that now, but yes, you're the first guests. Yay. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about automation. What can we automate in our business? My favorite thing to automate is email, honestly, because that, um, you know, I just, again, developing an email marketing campaign that's nurturing, that gives value, that shares things. And you can, you can do that. You can spend one weekend and write 12 emails and then put them into a program and have them just go for you. And I think that I think that that's really important. And then I would throw in, of course, some questions and engagement so you can get, you know, you can get uh, responses right away from folks. Um, what, so uh, again, uh, along with a big challenge of how do I get publicity? The question that we get asked most often by our clients is what can I do to generate more leads? And, and there is no simple answer to that question. You have to have something in place, ideally automated, that helps you do that uh, up to and including a, an available cell phone. What do you recommend to your clients on what's the best way to generate more leads? I, I agree about having something of value. So have some kind of freebie or some kind of... Um, you know, it could be a guide, it could be a webinar, it could be um, a tool or a template, or do something for folks that is low cost, low effort on your end, that's going to give them a lot of value. You know, right now, again, there's so much noise out there, there's so many things that people can get for free. So figuring out how can you be different? Can you create a logo for people for free? Can you edit a document for people for free? You know, is there something that you can give that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I absolutely want to go here uh, and work with these folks because look at all this great stuff they're doing for me. What if I paid them? I mean, they're giving me all of this value now, but I can't even imagine what they would do if I paid them. So really thinking outside the box and it may take a little effort. I know automating is the way to go on a lot of it, but 
uh, right now, like we can get almost everything for free. I can look online and find the t 10 top tips for podcasts. You know, right. I, I can do that. So what can you do to be a little bit different, a little bit more special? And I think what happens is folks say, oh, well, I'll meet with somebody for free. But that's scary. A lot of people don't want to get on a call with you for a free consultation because they think it's going to be a sales pitch. And a lot of times it is. So thinking about something that's no risk for them, that gives them a ton of value. And that's that's what we do with our clients, because it is it is challenging to find that. And, and the approach we take is rather than uh, being the smarty pants in the room, doing a lot of listening and coming up with a solution that even if they're not paying for it in our 60 minute consultation, we make sure they leave with a solution and not as the end of a sales pitch, right? right? Uh, because that's more important in the long run than actually just pitching on, on what you think they need. Um, and that's, I think that's the best advice you can give to them. You know, remember, remember that the best kind of selling is to be able to share your expertise with the individual that needs it at that point in time. So, yep. um, let's see. So now you have a lead. What's the best way to convert a lead <laughs> into a, a client? That's a great question. Again, it's, it's so it really depends, but the biggest piece is listen, right? Find out what is it that they really want. And if you are able to help them, then just ask, hey, if I had a program that would give you this result, did you, do, would you like to hear about it? And if they say no, then you say, okay, no problem. You know, you'll stay, I, I hope you stay connected, et cetera. And if they say yes, then you just tell them and you focus on the results of what you're going to give them, not the activities. I think a lot of times we spend um, throwing up on people is what I like to say. Like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a business strategist and I can help you grow your business and I can help you do this. And it's like, oh my God, my head hurts just listening to you. So it's like, okay, what is going on for them? Is this something you can help them with? Ask them, do you want to hear about it? And then focus on the bottom line and the results that you'll give them and, and then shut up. That's usually the best thing. Uh, Shelly and I refer to it as the quote, you've given me a lot to think about, <laughs> unquote. You know, yeah. if, if that's the response at an end of a conversation, you've talked too much. Right. Agree 100%. <laughs> well, we are going to ask you to encapsulate all your years and years of knowledge into one bite. And uh, what is your most important takeaway tactic or advice for small business owners and in, in entrepreneurs? Um, make sure you're aligned to the work you're doing. And then go unapologetically, you full force forward. I think that is a really good, if not the best, piece of advice. Thank you. I'm so glad. I thought you. Were I'm sorry. You don't need my. You don't need my approval for what you have to teach people. But if you just be you, and and move forward, you have a good chance of being successful you know, do something about who you are and you can make a business out of it. Yep. So. Love it. <laughs> let's talk about your website before you go. Where, okay. else, where can people find you? And then let's take a look at your website while you're doing that. That's good. They can find me there, organizationalrebel.com or on Instagram, organizationalrebel or on Facebook, organizationalrebel, any of those places or just, you know. Now you have two two kinds of people you help, right? You have a small entrepreneurial type business person, and then you have larger organizations. Tell us a little about that. Uh, so we are um, helping people with people, processes, practices, promotions, productivity, and profit. So it is quite a mouthful, but basically, if someone has a vision for their business and they're not quite there whether it's a small business owner or a larger business. Um, we have a whole team. It's not me. It's a whole team of people that can really help 
close that gap. And so we assess where someone is, where they want to be, and then we develop interventions that are really based on them and their organization. I like to say our organization is a group of disruptors. So we are not people that are going to just sit back and use like the four-step model that you learned in 1980 in Uh school. We're going to listen and we're going to really figure out what is the best thing for you based on your vision and where you are right now. So that's kind of what we do. It's a really important lesson. The things that you learned in school have all kind of been flopped on their heads over the past couple (laughs) of years. You know, if you say so, not that an education isn't important, but you really have to look at the world through a new set of uh, bifocals here. Or in my case, or trifocals. In my case, trifocals. <laughs> all right, last words. Uh, that's all. Um, I just want to say thank you, Barbara, for being here with us today and for all your wisdom and uh, sharing that with our audience. And um, I do hope that there's some benefit for not just the audience, but for you as well, uh, because you you took your time out of your life to be here uh, to help other people. And I think that's always something that should be reciprocated, if not by me, then by the universe. (laughs) Yep. It always has my back. I do this because this is fun and because I love chatting with y'all. And if one person can think about one thing differently as a result, then it's like, yay, something worked. And that's, that's all I ever want. So thank you. Thank you both so much for letting me be here today. It's our pleasure. That's always our pleasure to see you again. All right. That's all we have for today. And uh, Toby and I will be back tomorrow to talk about photography. So you're not sure about Women Conquer Business yet? I'm going to call Jen Uh, (laughs) back. She called during the live show for some reason. Um, So we'll find out. Well, at worst, we will be on at 1 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time tomorrow with Video Tarot Live. And, of course, we'll be talking about photography and answering some of the folks' questions that we get uh, on Facebook. So please join us. Uh, and we go into detail. It isn't just hypothetical. We show you the equipment that we use yeah. uh, in our work. So please feel free to join us. Barbara, I'm going to do an outro here, but I wish you'd uh, stay through the outro so we can uh, talk before you leave us today. Perfect. All right. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0, hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week.